Do you want to get into the 2024? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do 2024. What we think AI is going to be like or what's going to happen in the field. Um, Yeah. I mean, we're ending the year on a pretty interesting note with kind of Google saying that they have a model that should be as good, if not better than GPT-4, but isn't released yet. Yeah. And then upgrades to their their chatbot bar now has a lower, something comparable to GPT-3.5, I think. Um, Microsoft is going to be leaning into everything OpenAI does, so they might have GPTs. OpenAI is going to have a GPT store. They've released these new APIs a month ago, which means people are building with vision. People are doing more with the text-to-speech, like talking to AI. Um, And there's cheaper access to GPT-4 than there was before. So people have access to build apps using that model that aren't going to be as expensive. Um, outside of that, there's something I've seen a lot about recently, Pico, which is uh, it's a video. It's like text-to-video generation. It's not that great yet, but it's better than what a lot of people have seen. So like Pico and Runway are two of the main ones that you'd see. Yeah. Um, and MidJourney is still a huge company that could do some crazy stuff. And then there's all the smaller companies. Uh, you have, you know, Claude and Poe and uh, a bunch, you know, everybody's trying to get to make AGI for the most part. There's a lot of other use cases that are happening. Um, So, yeah, for me, I think we're going to see much, I mean, hopefully we're going to see much more adoption with GPTs because people will be able to use specific chatbots very easily rather than have to go into chat GPT. I always kind of assume people would go to chat GPT, try out a few things and be like, Oh, this is fun. But if they don't pay for it, you know, they're not getting, they're like, this isn't that useful for me. I think the idea of a GPT where you have people building on top of open AI and getting to use GPT for very basically for free and send people GPTs, we're going to see a lot more people using it. It might be a slow roll, but I think for open AI, that's big. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that will trickle down to Microsoft, which would be cool. So I think we just see a lot more people starting to be like, oh yeah, this is kind of like I'm using the, I'm using GPTs or I'm using Copilot by Microsoft. Or if Google does really well, you're like, oh, I'm starting to use Bard more. And I think probably by the end of the year, we see like way increased people understanding that they can do stuff with it. But I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it makes sense. I, I, I do think that there will be more specialization and less use of foundation models because they're just so broad and they they lack the context to provide good outputs, I think, on most most of the things I want to do with it. The more more context I provide, the better, which is why I like to talk to it. Because when I speak, I'm able to just ramble off the, off the top of my head yeah. and provide as much context as possible to get the best. Like, I feel like I always get better answers. Yeah which is kind of interesting. So I do think that there, I definitely agree about GPTs. I think that for that, it makes perfect sense that Microsoft's going to, to, to piggyback on that and have those GPTs available as a part of Copilot. Uh, when it comes to Bard and, 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 and other platforms, like I think, it, um, you know, Anthropic is doing a great job or no perplexity is doing, which one is it that does? Yeah. Perplexity yeah, is perplexity. like the search one. Yeah. Yeah. Perplexity is doing a great job sort of leaning into a niche around improved, uh, worldwide web searching. So internet browsing um, experience, like improvements over Google. I think that that's a really good niche that someone should fill because that's not what the foundation model is good for at all. But 
Um, I do think that we'll see more specialization, which leans exactly into what you're saying about the GPTs becoming more more prevalent and, and more useful. And if there's discoverability in a store and it's available through Copilot for free, unless the, the, the GPT itself is paid, uh, you know, there's definitely an opportunity there for them to really re- reach a huge audience. And even with ChatGPT, you know, even if you're paying for plus, you obviously then you would also have access, but um, there, that free access, I think through Copilot would be positive. But I do think that I, I, I definitely, I'm consistently surprised by the number of people that we interact with or, you know, when we're separate, we interact with separately who just don't use this tech at all, who yeah. are really intelligent, very proficient people who do, you know, they have cool jobs. And I think that there, there just isn't a niche enough tool in each of those subsets, right. For them to actually get, get a lot of utility from it. Um, so I yeah. think that we'll see specializations and specializations and specializations. Like I really would love to see, and I think that there will be in 24. I hope, I, I think the technology's at least close, if not already there to have an assistant that can really assist with, yeah. Assist me with understanding and, and prioritizing reminders and, and, and even being able to potentially leverage my email from within that. I, I've tried that in BARD. I haven't been able to. So, yeah. um, you know, I think that there will be more automation possible. Um, but I think that that automation is difficult with these large foundation models because it just doesn't have enough context on what you actually want. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think that there'll be specialization. Yeah. it will be fun to see people add start building things that require more context and detail from you before you use it. Yeah. I think there's a huge unlock there where you can, people can build solutions that either, you know, you give access to like, if you were to give access to a Google drive with a bunch of stuff you had in there and it could go in there for context and then create kind of a knowledge base. And then when you use it, it references all the information about you already. Exactly. I would love to see people build more stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it'll be fun. I mean, there's interesting problems to solve before everybody can have a sweet assistant, you know, definitely. And there's not that, yeah, there's a lot of people working and developing in the space, but there's so much room for everything. Like it's, and there's so much time to do it all. <laughs> it's yeah, wild. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do feel like there's always this worry that there's a just or not a worry, but there's it's like there's so much distraction. Um, there's more instead of people telling me that they use them, there's more people telling me that they're afraid of them or asking about NG or uh, AGI or um, yeah. saying that the, you know yeah you know they're worried about their data. And I understand, yeah, I I I don't know. I, I just feel as though it's a little bit of like a techno optimist perspective that I tend to have, and that's not something that. Uh, is new since uh, in, you know, or, or you know, whoever that was, and Mark Andreessen had written that that tweet storm. Yeah, you know, it's just a general sort of thought that even kind of spurs from David Friedberg, who who just like is a permanent optimist um, uh, about the technology and the, what it can do, and and I find that really inspiring. And I think that it's just too much focus on the the. I mean, it's fine; it makes opportunity for those of us who are building. But I do think that there is so much space to build fun stuff. Yeah. People are doing so much really sort of niche random things, <laughs> you know, and I guess that maybe I'm just sort of talking about, I really would like to have something that's a really efficient assistant, yeah. uh, but I just don't really know how to build it just yet. I'm, what I'm doing is I'm building multiple GPs, GPTs that are specific assistants, but in terms of the recall of memory, it's just extremely limited for on, on, on that side for a GPT. So 
you know, and, and the idea that you would be uploading new documentation every day on the back end of it, it's just very clunky. So it's not really where I want it to be. Yeah. Uh, but it is possible to a certain extent. It just re- would require a lot of work, and I just don't have the time to put in that work every single day to make it updated or new or maybe weekly. Uh, I'm using it for other things, but there's definitely room for so much improvement. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Um, and I think, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting – if you told me at the beginning of the year that we'd be sitting here and both – building AI throughout the day to help us make our day easier and to solve things. Uh, I probably wouldn't have believed it. Like yeah. it would be like, Oh, it's easy and no, you don't have to code to do it. You can literally do it all through natural language. Yeah. Uh, it would have been felt like a far off stretch and it's very much a reality. And I think that the techno optimist part is like, we know that and we see it and we experience it and other people do default to just kind of being worried about it. Yeah. And it's a good spot to be if you're a person that watches this and you don't play around with AI regularly, it's the best thing I think you could do to ensure that you're ready for the next few years, you know? Yeah. Cause you can really leapfrog and get better. You know, even just at, if I was still working in marketing at like Chubby's or like as a copywriter somewhere, I'd be building custom GPTs to make, coming up with ideas for writing easier, brainstorming partners, copy editors, like building things that help me edit things that I write or look through them for improvements or take things I write and then write creative different things based on the same concept to see if new ideas come through and just building small little things for tasks that do that make it easier and maybe a little more fun and make it easier to discover new ideas, like very simple things like that you can do for your day-to-day job. Like if you write emails, you could be like, well, serve it the email first and see if it gives you ideas on things to respond and things to say mm-hmm. and tailor it to things that you want. Cause I do think 2024 will be much bigger on tailoring things for yourself. You know, like we're going to, if you can get good at, especially with GPTs, building your own is so great. And if you can tailor it for little things, it's going to make life a lot easier for people to just go into a little thing. And instead of, you know, feeling like they have to start from scratch, you can put in a little bit and start from midway through your problem, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then it becomes much easier to accomplish some things. Um, yeah. It's amazing how different the mind works. Also when you say things out loud, I find. So when I'm talking up, even if I'm talking to the app, it's really interesting that insights that, and like sort of the way that the conversation develops is very different from when I'm just sitting and thinking about it, or even writing about it. Yeah. So it's really, really fun to sort of have that, partner it's really i think it's fascinating it's a little weird uh you know if you told me 10 years ago i'd be talking to my phone in that way i wouldn't have believed you um oh yeah 2013 yeah no fucking way yeah right it's fascinating i know it's gonna be interesting i'm personally excited for it and all the fear that people have i don't i don't necessarily have yeah especially because i feel the limitations (laughs) yeah uh and there's you know it defaulting to fear is never i think great yeah being aware of problems is important but yeah keeping keeping you from if you're not exploring the possibilities already you know it's time definitely (laughs) 2024 make a new year's resolution yeah i do see it as being a potential really solid writing partner and i plan on building a gpt for that because for one of the things i work on we do 
you know, we, we manage food brands that have pretty specific niches. Like yeah. organic coffee is really different from non-organic coffee and um, extra virgin olive oil is a little bit of a gimmick, but single origin or single varietal olive oil is really, really specific and interesting distinction. And um, at what adaptogens are and the types of adaptogens and why some are not allowed to be sold in Whole Foods, for example, which is interesting. The cordyceps are not allowed to be sold in Whole Foods. Those sorts of ideas are kind of abstract and I'm not a nutritionist. Um, you know, and it'd be fun to have a GPT separately that you can use to brainstorm ideas for what to eat, you know, yeah. and like just like little fun, like simple things. Like, you know, there's so much time and like sometimes there's even angst or tension in relationships because of a lack of like ability to make decisions that it could potentially help with and mitigate the risk of infighting with, uh, with people you are with all the time. But, uh, but more importantly with the other option, it's like to, to surface ideas and draw connections between things that I might not think of intuitively or off the cuff. It is, it, it's not, it, there's a sentiment, I think, when I first had read about this stuff, especially in writing, that it's almost like cheating. But I think that it would definitely be very, very um, lazy intellectually to just copy and paste the outputs. Um, and it probably wouldn't be nearly as good. Um, I, I can't imagine that it would be. Um, and that would literally, you know, that's sort of a plagiarism and plagiarism is just in, in that's intuitively not a good thing to practice. And so there, there, there is a distinction to use it for an idea brainstorming partner, I think is very, very helpful in terms of drawing connections that you might not like have intuitively, like I'd said. So I, I do foresee myself building that. I was speaking with, with that business partner not long ago about doing just that to have content available more readily uh, because people ask us these questions uh, very often and, and we just want to have something to point them to. And it'd be relatively low lift, low lift for us to, to have a writing partner. It would probably decrease our amount of time spent on it by upwards of 80%. Like we, we would be able to really put these together much more quickly, I think, um, which is so amazing. Uh, it really is crazy. So like from a writing partner to like a nutrition partner, to even just like being like having a, somebody you can like discuss things with, like for me, I use it a lot for business planning yeah. and making sure that I'm not wrong about things. Cause I, I don't really, some of the things I I'm, I'm going off of things that I've read and I, I just want to, you know, get, get a better breadth of, of, uh, of understanding on these different topics, but uh, even just as like, there are a lot of studies about loneliness and how people really can benefit from having somebody to talk to. Um, and I haven't really, I haven't really dove into that. I know we spoke about pie months ago and how that's like the main use case for pie, which is fascinating. Yeah. Uh, I think that there are a lot of people out there who do spend a lot of time behind a computer whose propensity to have a relationship with artificial intelligence is actually really, really high in comparison to having a relationship with a physical human. And so there's a use case there and there's definitely a market for it not something I'm like super personally bullish on or focused on, but I think that there's so many things and yeah, I think that, yeah, to the AI friends. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance that there's way more of them with the release of, you know, open AI's new API where you can use four voices, you know, mm -hmm. royalty free. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's going to be people building it. Um, Even just related back to like the math tutor idea that I've said ad nauseum, um, or just a tutor idea because there's literally a shortage of really good teachers and tutors. And so if you could provide every student with that or every person with that, it's a net positive for the world, for humanity. It's a really, yeah. really good thing uh, just objectively. So uh, it's similar in the, now that we're talking about it out loud, it's similar with the friendship. Like not, not everybody has the ability or like feels comfortable or 
to have something that you can interact with, with infinite patience yeah. and infinite, like um, it's not really understanding as much as it's um, toler. It, it tolerates whatever it is you'd like to say, no matter how non, you know, acceptable it might be. If you're somebody who's so socially abstracted and, you know, I don't really know. I, I just I was thinking to myself, it maybe is a really good thing to have that availability of a, of a companion for people who <laughs> don't know how to find a human yeah. companion to speak to, which then can help them bridge the gap between those two things because they've been, you know, made to feel like they're in a, um, you know, techno dystopia. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's already been some kind of grooming and onboarding to this with, Alexa, um, Google's Nest or Google, I forget what Google's yeah, yeah. is called. Yeah, Nest. But people are pretty regularly talking to appliances now, yeah. getting them to do things. So it would not be weird to for for that to be built on. Yeah. On top of. And you know, there's a chance that some of that starts to happen in twenty twenty four. Yeah. I saw someone built the GPT with custom instructions. Maybe it wasn't a GPT as much as it was like they had put custom instructions into their own uh, uh, chat GPT interface before GPTs were announced, uh, when the whisper tech was, had, had been announced. And what they were doing was they were their manager of a, of a team and they, on their drive and their commute to the office every day, they put it on the air, airplane, in their car, and they talk with it about the one-on-ones and how to improve the thing and like brainstorm ideas and how to be a better leader and how to have these difficult discussions that are coming up that day. So it requires training each night for the following day's commute, but it's really, really interesting use case to like yeah. find blind spots. Yeah, exactly. It's a partner, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Or like uh, an assistant, I think is a good word for it yeah. right now. And yeah, it might be the year. I mean, ChatGPT or OpenAI came out with the assistance API, which I've yet to play with, but the goal in making it easier for, to build things that do multiple things. Um, and part of that could be pulling updated information, pulling from a knowledge base and yeah, maybe assistance will be that like people are worried about it taking their jobs when in reality next year might just be fully leaning into things that assist people better than they already have this year, which I think is yeah. kind of what GPTs are. Um, it's, it's probably a good direction to go in, especially open AI tends to want to slowly roll things out. They don't want, the kind of the reason that they are doing this is to build AGI, but to make sure that it's people are used to it and that the distribution is equitable. Everybody gets a chance to benefit from it. And it would make sense for the next year to lean into, you know, highly personalized assistance, which would be cool. Yeah. And I think one of the most exciting things for me <laughs> is like, you know, something that makes life easier, a little easier because a lot of the stuff is monotonous <laughs> and it gives you the opportunity to do more, to be more creative. I mean, building an app is something that sounded so fun for me for ages. And now it's something I get to do with a very general assistant. Um, and having like a more personalized version of that would be rad. And also being able to build other stuff, not immediately, but semi quickly with the help of an assistant would be awesome. And maybe something that, you know, is not far off months off. You never know. Yeah. I do definitely love the idea that a lot of people, I think in the very near future, will have like a Chuck GPT or Eric GPT. And then that then can interface on my behalf, understanding my context with people. 
Yeah. Without me having to me, I can trust it to do certain things for me. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to, you know, send it to watch a movie for me to stick with that, that I think that there's definitely a distinction between the things that I want to enjoy and spend my time doing versus the things that I'd like to outsource to something that I, uh, are relatively simple tasks, uh, like, like email replying. Yeah. So much of it is just data recall and the ability to, you know, reply with a document that exists um, through keyword search. And I think that that's a huge waste of my time personally, but it is a huge part of what it is that I have to do daily. And so I would really love to outsource that to a bot. Yeah. A lot of people outsource that to you know, executive assistants and you know, it's just not something that I've, I've prioritized enough to pay for, but I think about that all the time. Uh, I'd, I'd love to have something that's a little bit more of a personalized bot or something that even, you know, if I want to go to a show or I want to go and book a flight or I want to, you know, I've got to go to a few different conferences this year for food uh, for, for, for work. And I'd really, really love to be able to, you know, set, you know, allow for my bot to do that for me, um, to, you know, look up some flights, look up some hotels, give me the options in terms of the dates of the, you know, it, it has to look at the date of the event. It has to look at, you know, and I guess we're talking about those agents again, I guess, but yeah, I don't think we're that far off from that specific use case. It just is a little bit more interoperability. Yeah. Um, we did this huge leap forward with the ability to speak to it and for the ability for it to see. And I think that those are probably much harder technological problems to solve than to get this to reply to emails on my behalf with my voice, you know? So I do think I, I'm very bullish on that idea. I, I, I think that'd be a more effective and, and, and less, um, I think people will be less frustrated in general uh, if they're able to spend their time doing things that they enjoy more. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's also, we didn't dig too deep into it, but Microsoft's Copilot that's built into their suite. So if you pay for Microsoft Teams, you can pay for Copilot. But their release was kind of like that, having an assistant in email, in Sheets, in PowerPoint, in Microsoft Word that prompts you pretty easily to do stuff and can pull knowledge from your other areas. It's like a good first step towards that, I think. I don't know when they'll ever make that more fully available. It's probably mad expensive right now. Like yeah, <laughs> pretty expensive, but I haven't tried it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a cool, and they're, they're kind of positioning it as, you know, we're helping enterprise customers, you know, be more efficient. And there's a, I think people understand that, especially people who are like, are, is it going to be Terminator? Like, are they going to take us over? Are there time travelers? Uh, in reality, if they're like, oh, this makes my work day so much easier, yeah. it's going to be, you know, people will be using it way, way more and be yeah. surprised at how easily it integrates into their life. Yeah. As long as they learn the right ways to use it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like the iPod in that way. It's like everyone loves music and we love the radio, but then to have access to it is hard to imagine until you have it. And then it's like, how could I possibly have done this without it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And then you have this huge, like, shift that just feels natural and you kind of forget the way things used to be pretty quickly. Yeah. Very adaptable. I saw somebody say something about that. Like, you know, they were surprised at how quick people have just accepted how well AI can do stuff now. But then they're like, you know, look at what happened during, uh, in 2020 where people just quickly got used to the way things were and it was the new norm. Yeah. And we all just went forward, um, with some scars, but, you know, people are quick to change. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I will be quick to change as well. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, I think it's good. I, I really, really look forward to that efficiency gain. I hope it's not stifled in the name of like AGI is so threatening. Like, I, I just, 
Yeah. I really hope not. Um, I too. But I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to keep track of and to continue to, to keep a pulse on. It's really fun. It's a fun industry. It's very hopeful. Yeah. Um, there's definitely some of that doom and gloom for sure. And, you know, you see those headlines every day. Uh, but there's also a lot of hope, a lot of builders, a lot of really fun uh, entrepreneurs who are bootstrapped, who are building things that are relatively simple, but definitely making money. Um, and people are still discovering what it is that people want, I think. Uh, and as the the store and availability of these things becomes more and more, uh, I think it'll be really interesting to see what becomes most popular. Um, there are definitely trends and phases of it, right? Because in the beginning, they were like flashlight apps that then were completely made obsolete by virtue of the fact that it then became a native feature of the phone. And there'll be a lot of that, I bet. I don't know what it will look like, but it'll be fun to keep track of. I do think it's very generally trending optimistic. Um, yeah. If you're keeping track of what's going on in the building space, or like what people are actually putting it to use for. Um, resoundingly positive. Um, yeah. So I, I think for that reason alone, I'd like to stay, stay really close to it just because it's, it's fun. It's, it's certainly more exciting than they're reading about, you know, how you know terrible things are uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's do a big uh, let's make a wild assumption let's do like one wild assumption or big prediction for 2024 do you have anything in mind i haven't thought of one but i'll think it's almost like a hot take yeah exactly. um which we always just end up doing off the cuff anyway so it's <laughs> yeah. perfect uh a big prediction for me would be that who something crazy i think we'll see autonomous cars in way more cities <laughs> oh that's a good one that. yeah just with the way vision models are going and ai making it you know it's just going leaps and bounds ahead of what it can do with vision i think we could see some big breakthroughs and the cool thing with a lot of the work that's already been done is i think they can upload a lot of that to already existing self-driving projects and so we might see you know getting way better and this year they released driverless taxis in san francisco and when i was in austin there were cars all over the place that were driverless that were just testing you know cool set a pilot program so i think we see a, that become more normal <laughs> yeah which is wild that's cool yeah i definitely when i'm driving around around new york city wish that i could be doing something else not that I want to be elsewhere as much as I just want to be able to do something while I drive. Yeah. And so that is kind of a dream come true. Yeah, um, that would be wild. It'd be really, really, it just would allow for me to be so much, get more done. Right. I mean, yeah. Um, and then it would make traffic much more tolerable um, because it could be used, you know, the time could be used. Yeah. It's a tough one. I think, I think it's a kind of a hot take is, is, uh, is that people will, there'll be a lot more adoption of this. I think that there will be a lot more personalized use cases. Yeah. I, I, the only reason it feels like it's a far out idea is because I just don't know how you can get it into people's pockets without Apple really focusing on LLMs, right? I think that there would need to be some sort of partnership that they, that they got into and I don't know who that would be with and you know what, what that would look like, but it'd be really, really fun, I think, uh, for people to really sort of take the the scary mask off of the a, uh, take the scary mask off of AI because it's really not uh, yeah. you know I think that the usefulness of it far outweighs the scariness of it. Yeah. Um, you know I understand and I love sci-fi and I love the Matrix and that idea certainly is terrifying, but I, I definitely don't think that we're there. 
Um, and, and not to say that I'm the expert in the room, but I, I, I just find so much use in these things. The more that I customize them and I love, I would love if they were more customized out of the box and I was able to make them even more customized without so much work. So maybe there's an opportunity there for, for us to build things, but, um, you know, there's always the platform risk of building on top of something like OpenAI, but I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how that progresses. And, and I really, really hope that in 2024, there is a much larger adoption from all sorts of people. Um, I think it doesn't even have to get rid of executive assistants, right? It could make executive assistants much more effective. Yeah. Um, so I'm not trying to say that I'd like to see people lose their jobs as much as I'd like for people's jobs to be um, made easier. They're able to do their work more efficiently and focus on the things that they like yeah. um, while working. Um, I think that there's this misconception when people say, I want, you know, I want for it to do a lot of the work for me that they would then just go fuck off and not mm. do any work or yeah. like not be valuable for the economy. And I don't think that that's really true. Um, people don't go from being ambitious to being complete deadbeats. Yeah. You know, I just don't really know how that, how realistic that is. Um, yeah. I think the, you know, on this year it's like oh yeah we had access to really great ai we did more accomplish more than we had in previous years sometimes where it's like i feel personally like for me i accomplished much more and made much more progress than i had in other years towards things that i really wanted to do which i think people will start to realize they get to do (laughs) like exactly you know if you're it could be any it could be personal goals where you're like you know i want to spend more time learning piano and it's like well if you work you know 25 percent less you could add that into your schedule. You have more free time, you know? Yeah, exactly. There's so much possibilities there. If you wanted to start a side business or learn a new thing or start studying to get a different job, you could, if you're doing your job more efficiently and making the same money, if not more, because you're doing it better and your company's doing better, uh, you have the opportunity to do that on the side and enhanced with AI and learn it quicker. Uh, I think when people realize that's, I think that's the reality of what it's going to be like, you know? Yeah. You get more done. Exactly. <laughs> and and you're able to do something like paint or play piano or get a dog or cook better or, you know, or even cook at all. A lot of people tell me they don't have time to cook, Yeah, which is, it's kind of sad. It's fine, you know, whatever, but it's ultimately, yeah, I don't know. There's so many things you could do with that, with that little bit of time back. I still feel like I don't have nearly enough time every single day. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, it's good. Yeah, those are good. That's like generally very optimistic. Yeah, which is very good. Yeah, I think we'll see that. Um, well, yeah, this will probably be. I think we'll cut this into two because it's almost an hour. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I can't really see from here. And uh, we'll cut it into two, and this will probably get us through the end of the year. So crazy. Yeah, no, we'll be coming back in 2024 where you'll see every single prediction come to life That's that right. we talked we, about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you didn't notice or you skipped the last episode, Erich was right yeah. about Sam Altman coming back as CEO for Microsoft. So you know you're going to hear it here yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an oracle. <laughs> yeah, way better oracle than ChatGPT, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, which is a reasoning engine for clarity's sake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for clarity's sake. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's been a good year. We started this as the crypto blue hour in yeah. February. And after a month, two months, we're crypto and AI. And then very quickly, we're just like, no, we're only talking about AI. Yeah. I think it's April 12th or something. Yeah. 13th. It's been a wild ride. We pivoted. Yeah. We did a pivot. Yeah. And uh, for the best. It'll Definitely. be a year to remember. That's for sure. 
Yeah. I'm shocked people watch it. I'm very grateful. (laughs) Um, So it's cool to even know that someone's getting value potentially from it. But yeah, even just for us, I think it's really, I don't want to speak for you, but for me, it's definitely been fun to look back and really cringe at so much of how I look and what I say and how, you know, all these things. It's really, it's fun to, it's fun to try to to articulate things. I know. It's a good time. It's hard. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Shout out to Josiah Soren and uh, young Jack John. Josiah for the tunes and who probably still doesn't know that we even use them. No, probably not. And then uh, to Jack for helping us out with the editing. But yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe we can sneak one in, but it was a busy time of the year. So maybe not. But yeah, we'll probably at the very latest see you back here in 2024. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Epic.